Welcome to the Four Pillars of Health with Kevin Davis. Uh, today, we are going to discuss the hidden dangers of fructose and why you should avoid this sugary substance. Hey guys, thanks again for joining us uh, today. Uh, as always, we are going to try to bring you the information that you need to get the best health that you can. You know, not only now, but in the future. That's our whole uh, I focus with this podcast is to bring you uh, information so that you can make more uh, wise decisions in your everyday lifestyle. You know, as, as we know, <clears throat> and as we talk about fructose today, it's really hard to, to avoid fructose. And we're going to go in, you know, what fructose is and where it's at and things like that. But what we want you to understand is your life doesn't have to be 100% uh, perfect all the time. You know, nobody is going to do this 100% perfect all the time. You know, we want to be able to enjoy life. We want to be able to enjoy the things that we like. But we want to do those in, in a way that uh, can produce the best results. Uh, not only now, you know, whether it be weight loss or more energy or just feeling better, uh, but to avoid those long-term uh, complications of the decisions that we're making today. And fructose is a very common denominator in a lot of the things that we talk about as far as poor health. We talk about something called metabolic syndrome. Uh, metabolic syndrome is something, uh, it's a, it's a collection of symptoms and uh, signs. And those are increased triglycerides, uh, decreased HDL, which is what they call uh, your good cholesterol, even though uh, no really, there's no really bad cholesterol, it's just they're different. Uh, increased waist circumference, uh, history of hypertension or taking medications for hypertension or a history of diabetes or taking diabetes medication. And if you have three or five of these, uh, you have something that we call metabolic syndrome. And fructose is a very common denominator in all these. So you may be thinking, well, fructose, I'm not overweight. I'm not diabetic. I may take just blood pressure medication. But, you know, that can be a contributing factor to that. You know, so often uh, when we have people get uh, on a, a healing diet, which is one of the things we talk about in our four pillars of health, and uh, they go on it to lose weight or go uh, get off diabetes medicine, one thing that they find is their blood pressure improves. So when we're looking at chronic diseases and we're looking at chronic conditions, you know, we just can't pinpoint one little thing causing one problem. Usually it's a, a collection of different things that you're doing. And one of those is could be uh, increasing your intake of fructose. Uh, fructose is very common. Uh, it is naturally found in fruits and vegetables. Um, and this is in a lesser amount. And when you're taking fructose, like in fruits, uh, you know, you have other things with it to help with the digestion. And we're going to talk about how, you know, fructose and overload of fructose can overwhelm your liver and uh, it can start producing uh, fat in your liver. But if you're just taking a small amount, your body can uh, kind of process that. And uh, that's a lot different than uh, drinking a, 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 a glass of like apple juice. You know, uh, drinking a glass of apple juice versus eating apple, totally different, totally different on how your body processes that. And if we can get you to start making some of these different choices, then you're going to be able to live a life uh, that is more fulfilling because you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. You won't spend be spending maybe so much money at the doctor's office and at the pharmacy as well. 
and long term you're going to avoid some uh, complications so you know like i said fructose is found naturally in fruits and vegetables but now it's added a lot to processed foods and uh, we, you know we see that a lot and uh, one of the things that is uh, common in these processed foods is high fructose corn syrup now uh, fructose is kind of like glucose uh, but it's processed differently now glucose when you take that uh, when you ingest glucose yeah it, it is um, triggers something in your pancreas to release insulin and the job of this insulin is to grab a hold of that glucose and put it into cells well fructose doesn't act that way it doesn't affect your blood sugars that's why a lot of times when you look at the glycemic index of fruits it's very low because it doesn't affect your blood sugar what it does affect is your liver because this is where the uh, fructose is metabolized and like i said if you take too much um fructose in at one time uh, the problem with that is it gets converted to fat in your liver because that's the way it's stored it gets overwhelmed your liver cannot process that now if you take high fructose corn syrup uh, which is called uh, sucrose and that's a combination of glucose plus fructose uh, that is really where I think a lot of the problems are in, in our nation uh, now compared to it was 50 years ago. Uh, it's estimated right now you have about 10% of your calories coming in from high fructose uh, corn syrup, and that's from the standard American diet. Uh, back in 1960, this was zero. Now it's around 21 pounds of this high fructose corn syrup that is in your body. Now, uh, fructose is metabolized uh, it's by an enzyme and it's in your liver and it uses ATP uh, as far as like metabolizing the fructose so you may be uh, lacking energy and if you're lacking energy it, the problem one of the problems is when you're taking in fructose it's using up your ATP now ATP is what we call a unit of energy in our body and it's produced by something called your mitochondria and we can talk about that later but it's actually what you can think about ATP is just your units of energy and you're using this units of energy to metabolize fructose instead of giving you the energy that you need to, to uh, go throughout your day uh, the other thing is when you have too much fructose, uh, like I said before, if it's overloaded at one time, it gets turned into fat. And this is something called de novo lipogenesis. And de novo lipogenesis is really becoming a very common problem throughout uh, our nation. Um, you know, with a fatty liver, which we'll talk about in a minute, you're going to see percentages as far as kids having it. And it's really eye-opening as far as like what's, uh, what is happening uh, with our kids because of all the high fructose corn syrup that they're taking in. And then also, uh, there's something also that when you have too much fructose, it can lead to a high concentration of things like uric acid, uh, increase your triglycerides. You know, when I do blood work on folks, who are diabetic and they're taking in a lot of sugar in their A1C, which is your three-month average on your blood sugar, if it is elevated, you know, 99% of the time the triglycerides are elevated. 
And one of the things that, that really are kind of is eye opening to me is when I do blood work on folks and I see a, a high uh, triglycerides and I see a low HDL, which is what we talked about a minute ago in the metabolic syndrome. The first thing I think about is diabetes. So if you can think about what I just said a minute ago, all these things have a common denominator. And one of those common denomina- denominators is fructose. Now, other things that can lead to uh, ha- having too much fructose is increased the lactate, uh, which is a muscle, which is a breakdown uh, when you're uh, exercising and things like that. Now, one of the things I just mentioned was uric acid, and you may or may not know what uric acid is, but it's something associated commonly with gout. So a lot of people come in and the uric acid is elevated, uh, but what they don't know is this is one of the drivers for increasing your uric acid is uh, too much fructose. Now, a lot of people think it's just due to red meat and red excess of red meat can cause that. Uh, one of the reasons they think about this is because back in medieval times, the kings back in that time, you know, they ate meat. Uh, the peasants in the villages didn't have meat. And the uh, kings and the people in the royal court are the ones who got gout and they associate this with red meat. But what was also happening at the same time is they were drinking a lot of wine at that time. And it is said that there was a lot of sugar in this wine. So when you're having a lot of sugar in your wine, plus you're eating red meat, you can see that the uric acid can go up. And next week, we're going to talk about a whole podcast on uric acid. So you can stay tuned to that. If you're getting routine blood work, and I try to do this on my folks, uh, especially with my online clients, I get a uric acid level on anyone. uh, Because uh, sometimes when you're doing blood work, uh, you know, obviously you can't, you're not doing an ultrasound, so you can't see like if someone has fatty liver. But if they have uh, some other signs, they increase liver function tests and their uric acid levels elevated, uh, they can give you a clue of what's going on with people. And if people have uh, underlying increased uric acid, uh, along with other factors that we do with their blood work, then we know sometimes the underlying reason of why maybe they can't lose weight is because they have insulin resistance. And we have have to correct that insulin resistance uh, to get them to lose weight, to get to the health that they need to get. And that's one of the things that, that we try to do with our online clients is uh, take it on an individual approach so that we can uncover these things so that we can uh, treat uh, that uh, specific client with a specific diet so that they can get the results that they want to get. Now, we're going to talk about five hidden dangers of uh, fructose. And uh, some of these we've already mentioned, and uh, some of them we haven't. Uh, but uh, the thing that, that we want to walk away from this uh, uh, podcast is fructose is not only bad for diabetes, it's bad for other things as well. Because when you're having increased fructose and you're having uh, 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 leading to diabetes, then that's causing other issues as well. So when I, when, when I have people come to me, especially in the clinic, and uh, I see uh, their liver tests are high. And if you go to your, your primary care provider and your liver tests are high, you know, one of the things that I think everybody needs to get is an ultrasound on their liver. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'm, you know, you may be 20 and you may be thinking, well, I'm too young. I don't have fatty liver. But the thing about it is, you know, I'm diagnosis, diagnosing kids as young as 10 years old with fatty liver. So it doesn't necessarily uh, take 
you know, decades for your fatty liver to develop. A lot of it has to do with your genes. And that's one of the things that we try to do with our online clients as well, too, is check their genetic profile so that we can give them the most appropriate diet on what type of fat that they need to use or to eat, for instance. So if you are somebody who has an elevated uh, liver function test, you know, ask your provider to get you, get you uh, ultrasound on your on your liver to just evaluate it. Because one of the things that's interesting is if you have fatty liver and you're evaluating this on an early basis, you can actually reverse this. And that's where a lot of the things that we, uh, a lot of tools that we try to use with our clients uh, to help alleviate some of the fatty liver. And of course, one of those things is your diet as far as what you're eating, but also some of the things as far as like, you know, fasting. What is the appropriate fasting protocol for you to get the results that you want to get? You know, uh, are you exercising? Are you burning up that excess sugar? You know, one of the things that, that also I try to get people to do, especially if we find underlying insulin resistance, is to eat no fruit. Now, a lot of people will look at me and, and cross-eyed and think, well, fruit's good for you. Why don't you want me to eat fruit? Well, if we have an underlying issue with fatty liver, uh, if we have an underlying issue with insulin resistance, uh, if uh, that fructose, even though it may be in a better form in a natural fruit than in fruit juice, if we can get you to the point where we reverse this fatty liver and we, revert, we reverse your insulin resistance, then you can start enjoying some of the things like fruit on a regular basis. You know, I eat fruit down in our uh, kitchen right now. You know, we have uh, blueberries. I think berries are one of the better things that you can do as far as fruit wise. So it's not necessary that you can never eat fruit again, but you have to get in a place where you are kind of healed from your previous diet so that you can then um, proceed on enjoying some of the things that you can have now. And one of the things that I have found, and a lot of my clients have told me as well, is when they eat uh, fruit after being off of it for a while, we get them off sugar and uh, they eat fruit. It tastes really sweet and it's a lot more, uh, tastes a lot more sweet than what it used to. So that's just the difference in, in your, in your body's ability to uh, sense that sweetness, especially when you get rid of it. So there's some things that you can do to kind of improve with this. But again, the thing that we have to do first is you kind of have to do the work to get healthy, to reverse some of the uh, conditions that you may have, then you can start enjoying some of the things uh, that nature provides for us. Now, let's go back to the five uh, hidden dangers of uh, fructose. Uh, one of them is the fatty liver, which we've talked about. Now, it's estimated worldwide right now, 25% of the people have fatty liver, one out of four. So, you know, if you're, you know, at church, uh, if you're driving down the road, if you're listening to this at a gym or something like that, look around. One out of four people that you see have fatty liver. And most times, you know, people are usually overweight with fatty liver, but I've seen people that are, are really thin and have fatty liver. It's just their bodies metabolizes things differently, uh, but they do have an underlying condition of fatty liver, which can cause the same symptoms if, as if they're overweight. And right now, it's estimated in the United States, 12% of our children have it. So if you go to a ball game and you're going to watch a basketball game uh, and uh, you've got 10 players on the floor, one out of 10 of those probably have fatty liver. Look around in the stands, look around at the high school or grade school. You're going to see one out of 10 of those probably have fatty liver. 
And one of the things that it leads to is the hepatic insulin resistance. And that's just where your, your insulin doesn't work that well in your, in your liver, which is what your hepatic is referring to. There was, a, there was an article in the Journal of Hepatology in 2021 uh, showed uh, fructose called two times as much uh, fat production than, than eating glucose. So fructose is much worse on fatty liver than glucose. And you can imagine the way it's metabolized, that would make sense because most of that is metabolized through your liver. Uh, the second uh, danger is you increase uric acid. You know, increased uric acid has an uh, effect on your endothelial cell uh, or endothelial walls. And uh, when you have that going on, uh, obviously you, you worry about like heart disease and things like that. Uh, third danger is increased leptin resistance. Now, leptin is a hormone. Uh, it's uh, from your fat cells. And what it does is it's, it's released and it's your satiety hormone. And what that means is uh, when, you're, when you're full, uh, this leptin is supposed to be released and tells your brain, I'm full, quit eating. But leptin resistance is your brain is resistant to the leptin signaling. And what that means is you're, is you're eating, you're really full, your leptin is being produced, but your brain isn't recognizing the leptin and you keep eating. So you would think that, you know, the more you eat, the more the leptin will be released and you would feel full. But it has to do with the feedback of this leptin uh, and uh, has to do with overall picture. I think, and I'm not for sure, for sure on this part of it, but I think it has to do a lot with the way your body is or your brain is uh, recognizing this leptin hormone. Uh, the fourth uh, danger as far as uh, fructose is increased uh, inflammation. Now, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, probably I've mentioned inflammation somewhere in the podcast because it's an over-occurring, reoccurring theme, just like insulin resistance is. So when you have inflammation uh, from fructose, it's usually through uh, the gut a wall barrier being um, not like what it should be. Uh, there's actually like holes in your in your gut lining. That's a one cell thick lining in your gut. And what happens is you get absorption of these endotoxins, which are things that's in your gut that shouldn't be absorbed through your body. But when you have holes in this lining in your gut, these uh, endotoxins are absorbed. They get into your bloodstream and they cause inflammation. And if you've been listening to us before, inflammation is a chronic disease, uh, a driver of disease, uh, such as heart disease, dementia, different things like that. So when you're eating a lot of fructose, uh, this gut wall barrier is not very uh, um, sound and it's got some holes in it and things are getting absorbed through there that should not be absorbed. And finally, number five, it leads to a decrease in healthy bacteria. So you've got bacteria, you've got millions and millions of bacteria in your gut. And what happens is when you're eating this fructose, uh, you have less of a healthy amount of, of these uh, bacteria. Bacteria, uh, and this, this, this kind of like whole new world in your gut microbiome is actually a new world as far as uh, recent discoveries in the last several years. And we don't know exactly all there is to know about the microbiome. We probably don't know just just tipping the iceberg of it. But what we do know is you have this healthy um, community of bacteria that you're supposed to have. And the more fructose that you have uh, that you take in, the less healthy that you have. 
And these bacteria do uh, multiple different things. You know, uh, it is associated with like uh, hormone production, like serotonin. And if you know anything about serotonin, uh, things like that, you know, that's the things that uh, are is linked to like depression, anxiety, those type of things. So your diet can actually be contributing to some of these. And there's actually been a study out, uh, which I do not have. It just came to my mind as I'm sitting here. I read it probably a couple weeks ago. As far as uh, there's a journal in psychology, I don't remember some kind of psychology journal that I read that showed how diet can positively, if you do it the diet the correct way, getting rid of you know the processed foods and the sugars and things like that. It's more of a ketogenic type diet, but you do that, it is linked to improvement uh, within um, uh, people's depression and anxiety. So you know, your diet is so important as far as the things that that you take in and how it affects your total health. So, you know, when we're talking about our four pillars of health, we're not just talking about a healing diet, even though that's a very important part of as what we just discussed. But we're talking about, you know, how you sleep and, and your exercise and your prayer time and things like that, where you're uh, going in a parasympathetic mode, rest and relaxation mode. So what we want to do, and hopefully this is kind of giving you some ideas uh, you know, if you're if you're taking fructose and you're having any of these issues, if you're having gut issues, if you're having anxiety, depression, if you're having diabetes, if you're having trouble losing weight, if you have uh, hypertension, you know, these things can be corrected uh, simply by uh, eliminating one of these common denominators of all these problems, and which is fructose. And, you know, there's other things too, common denominators like lack of exercise, you know, your gut microbiome, what, what kind of bacteria you're putting into. It and you know that's a discussion for another day or on a specific uh, individual, but you do have control over some of these things. And uh, the the message to walk away from here is you really need to limit your fructose. You know, there's no getting around it. Uh, you have to re- re- limit the amount of fructose that you're taking in if you want to be healthy. If you're doing everything else that you're supposed to do, but you're still taking in fructose, you're not going to get the results that you want to get. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to be doing all these things try to get healthy but you're you're not eliminating this one common denominator of these chronic diseases and that is fructose and again like i said you know i'm not saying that i never have this i never have processed foods i never have those type of things but they're they're limited you know my diet is probably 90 to 95 percent on target all the time and once you get healed you can develop a lifestyle with fasting with different types of exercises so that you can get the results that you want to get and then more importantly you can maintain these and then also uh, lessen your uh, risk of chronic disease, which is the one thing that we want to uh, focus on as well. So hopefully this will give you some information. Um, I will try to do my next podcast on uric acid. And uh, again, if you have um, uh, appointment with your provider anytime soon, ask them to do your uh, uric acid level and then listen to the podcast and see what you think about uh, the, some of the stuff that we talk about next week. But let's turn our attention now to our catechisms. Uh, we are number 52 on our catechisms, and it is, can you repent and believe in Christ by your own power? Meaning, can you do this by yourself? 
And the answer is no. I can do nothing good without God's Holy Spirit. It is not us coming to God. It's God's Holy Spirit drawing us to Him. And uh, He's the one that's at the door. He's knocking. You know, uh, it's kind of like you don't go to the door and open it uh, unless you hear a knock. And that's God coming. That's God's Holy Spirit coming to you knocking. And and if you're having uh, those, uh, um, not really feelings, but you're having those thoughts that, you know, God's trying to, uh, you know, knock on your door to come in. Uh, or if people, uh, you know, people keep coming into your life, like if you're listening to this podcast and you think, what's this doing on here? Because, you know, this is about health. This is not about God knocking on my door for my heart, for my soul. You know, this may be the time that you need to go to him and uh, prayer and uh, open up scripture, read, you know, go to a trusted friend or pastor that, that knows and teaches the Bible and they can help walk you through this. And, and you know, it's, it's the best decision that you can make in your life. So we just pray that, you know, this is something that can reach at least one person. And, uh, you know, if, if it is, we would love to reach out to uh, you to reach out to us and have a conversation uh, with our topic today as far as fructose. If you have questions, concerns, uh, comments, uh, we would love to hear those from you as well. But uh, we just want to be a, a source of uh, information for you, not only for your health, but for your eternity. And we thank you guys for putting your trust into us. And, uh, you know, we're going to sign off here and, uh, we're going to see you next week. Talk about uric acid. And I just want you guys to remember, be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.